if you want to avoid all the sickness this winter, the snotty noses, the coughs, the colds, the sleepless nights, the fevers, the Panadol and the antibiotics, the ear infections, the grumpy, tired kids, the days off work and school and childcare, are all those memories of last winter coming back? I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way this winter. I have a free online masterclass, three simple ways to boost your kids' immunity to avoid a winter full of sickness. It's on demand, meaning you can register and watch it straight away or watch it at a time that is convenient for you. Head on over to naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune and you will be able to sign up. In the masterclass, I am covering our natural, simple and effective approach to avoiding winter infections, how to boost your family's immunity with our proven three-step naturopathic strategy that is really easy for you to implement as a busy mum. We're going to talk about the immune depleters that you need to avoid so you're not wasting time and money building up your kids' immunity that is just being depleted by these common foods and environmental factors. I am sharing heaps of practical tips. I promise it will be an hour well spent. You can register again at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune. I can't wait to hear how you find it and to give you the tips to make this winter healthier. Welcome to the Natural Super Kids podcast, where you will discover practical strategies to inspire you to boost the health and nutrition of your kids. I'm Jessica Donovan, a qualified naturopath specializing in kids' health, and I want to make it as easy as possible for you to raise healthy and happy kids. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Natural Super Kids podcast. Jessica Donovan here, and I am alone. We've been doing a lot of guest podcast episodes in the last couple of months, but we are going back to some solo episodes with just me. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about worms and a holistic approach to treating worms in children. I wanted to cover this off as a podcast episode because it is one of our most popular blog posts um, that sits on our on our website. I'll link to the blog post in case you want this in written format as well. But I wanted to make sure that people who are not readers and are more listeners can get access to this great information as well because one of the inevitable joys of parenting and being a mum is dealing with worms in kids. Most kids will pick up worms from daycare or school at some point, which can often lead to an infection of the whole body. Worms are often fairly harmless for most people. And I'm going to be talking about actually some of the upsides of, of worms for um, for, for us as humans in, in a moment as well, but they can cause some unpleasant symptoms. 
other people, and this is fairly common in, in a lot of kids that, that we see here at Natural Super Kids, can experience chronic infections because they become vulnerable to worms. And we're going to be talking about some of the reasons that can happen as well. So if your child is experiencing worm infections or infestations more than every 12 to 18 months, there might be an underlying cause that you want to explore further. So let's first talk about some of the common symptoms of worms in kids. So threadworms or pinworms are the most common worms to infect humans. And most of us have had an experience with a threadworm infection before. Other worm infections do occur on occasions, but they are typically picked up um, overseas while on holiday. So we're not going to be covering that those sorts of worm infestations in the, the episode today. We're talking about the common threadworm and pinworm. So the most common signs and symptoms of worms in kids are, I think we all know this one, an itchy bottom, particularly two to three hours after kids go to bed, um, because this is when worms become more active. So that itchy bottom, and it can happen through the day as well, is that clear, you know, that, that often that first sign that we think, hmm, what's going on here? In females, there can also be itchiness and redness around the vulva and vagina. And this is because, you know, of the close proximity to the anus. Um, so the worms can lay eggs around both. And girls can often experience UTI-like symptoms as well, urinary tract infection symptoms, if the worms enter the vagina or the urethra. So that, um, you know, the, the constant need to go to the toilet, those sorts of things that mimic those urinary tract infection symptoms. There can also be behavioral changes. This is really common in in worms, uh, in kids with worms. Um, so this can just range from just general irritability to mood swings, but often people do notice a change in behavior and mood in their kids with worms. Restless sleep is another common symptom due to the itchiness and the activity of worms. Kids may wake up with their bedding all over the place. They might grind their teeth. They might feel unrefreshed in the morning. Um, they might be calling out at night, having nightmares, night terrors, bedwetting. So these are all common signs and symptoms of worms as well. But of course, these sorts of things can be linked to other issues and sleep problems too. But, you know, if there's a, a, a sudden like onset of these kinds of symptoms, um, then you should be thinking about worms. And uh, a lack of appetite can be common um, with worms as well. But on the, on, the, uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, it's possible to have worms without experiencing any symptoms at all. So there can be symptoms, but for some kids, there aren't symptoms. Um, so let's talk about how worms are spread because there's a common misconception that kids can pick up worms from pets. You know, oh, the dog was licking him all over the face and that's why he got worms. But humans are the only known hosts for threadworms. And that means that kids are picking it up from other people or by reinfecting themselves. So it's only a human-to-human -human, um, contamination when it comes to worms. The most common way for worms to spread is via the hands. So 
sorry if this is grossing people out, but, you know, the, the very subject of worms means we do have to talk about um, these things. But worms lay their eggs on the surface of the skin around the anus, which can cause kids to itch around that area. And then the eggs get under their fingernails and then re-enter through the mouth or are transferred onto surfaces. So the eggs can live for two to three weeks outside of the body. In some cases, worms can even be contracted by breathing in airborne eggs. So because it's so easy for the worms to spread, it is common for them to be picked up in the classroom or at daycare. Again, pretty pretty yucky to be thinking about, but <laughs> kids are fairly unhygienic creatures. Uh, worms will spread through the family as well, which is why when you notice one child having symptoms, it is really um, the best idea to treat the whole family. Although worms are typically a digestive infection, you can have worms anywhere with a wet orifice. There are cases of worms infecting the nose, ears, salivary glands, vagina, as we talked about before, and urinary tract. And one of the main causes of recurrent infection is that standard worming medication only targets the digestive tract and cannot treat any other infection areas. So I think this is really useful to know, particularly if you have a child that is is continually getting reinfected with worms. So how do you treat worms? Look, even though I'm a naturopath and I'm all about, you know, naturopathic medicines and herbs and things like that, I do recommend the first port of call to be the over-the-counter medicine for worms, pyrantal or combantrin as it's is the most common brand name here in Australia. So unlike many other medications, there are few side effects of of this medication, the pyrantal. They are low toxicity and most of it isn't actually absorbed into the system. They stay, the, the medication works within the digestive tract and it works by paralyzing the worms so the body can excrete them. Worming medications for kids are in little chocolate squares, which also makes them really easy to give to kids. They taste good. It's one dose. Um, and so, you know, with, um, you know, helping kids uh, take them, it's not too hard is what I'm trying to say. Um, The one downside of medications such as pyrantal or combantrin, as it's commonly known, is that you generally, it's most effective to have two courses, which a lot of parents don't know because it only attacks the live worms in the gut and not the eggs. As I said, as I said, it works by paralyzing the worms so that the body can excrete them, but it doesn't work on the eggs. So doing one dose immediately and following up with a second dose one to two weeks later um, is often more effective. Look, for some kids, one dose is enough, um, but if you're finding that 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 isn't and it's an ongoing issue, then you do definitely want to be doing that second dose one to two weeks later. And then after using worming medication, I recommend following up with some good quality probiotics to boost overall gut health and gut bacteria levels. 
So when we're talking about herbs, there are antiparasitic and anti-worming herbs um, that can be useful for chronic infections. But herbs are not usually my first choice when it comes to kids because they can taste quite awful. And unlike the medication where you just need one or two doses, you need to be taking um, herbs for two to six weeks for the best outcome. Um, If your kids can swallow tablets, that is definitely the best, or capsules, that is the best way to take these antiparasitic herbs because the liquid version of them is not going to go down well with most kids because of the taste. So not all antiparasitic herbs are effective against worms. Uh, Some of the most effective herbs to treat worms are wormwood, as the name suggests, myrrh, and pomegranate, um, clove, black walnut, but I highly, highly, highly recommend getting um, getting advice from a qualified practitioner and we can help with that in our consultations. I'll make sure there's a link to the show notes for our online consultations. Do not give these, these, these herbs to your kids without first speaking to a naturopath um, or, or some sort of qualified practitioner. But as I said, my First choice is to go down the um, medication route, the pyrantal or combantrin. Um, and if there is the, the chronic infections, then you might want to look at herbs. So I also just want to talk a bit about the gut environment, because whenever there's a recurrent Um, problem with worms in kids, it's important to look at what is going on in the gut that is contributing to this. Gut health plays a huge role in preventing worms, particularly when it comes to gut bacteria. So some strains of that healthy bacteria that we can find in the gut have been found to clear worms in the gut and protect against infection. And research shows that some microbes in the gut affect the severity and recurrent recurrence of worm inf- infestations. So to conclude, you know, really to put this simply, the healthier the balance of gut bacteria, the greater protection your kids will have against worms. And again, to optimize the environment within your kid's gut, it is great to work with a practitioner. But I will also pop a link to a free ebook we have Gut Health for Kids, which will go through the fundamentals um, of improving your child's overall gut health. Now, I also just want to talk a little bit about a novel approach to chronic worms. So an amazing naturopath named Rachel Arthur has sort of developed this novel approach um, to chronic worm infection. So I want to explain this to you. And you know, this is this is highlighted in the blog post that has been live on our website for a couple of years, and we've been using this this approach um, for families that have been seeking our help and with with some really good results. So Rachel was seeing people who were experiencing severe mood swings, sleep disorders, and more due to worms. And she started looking into researching why certain people are prone to longer and more severe infections. And what she found was a really interesting vet science study exploring why some animals can rid themselves of worms and others are prone to infections. And what this study found was that the more prone animals had a lower level of a substance called 
chondroitin sulfate. Why is this significant? Well, the white blood cells that are involved in worm infections, they're called basophils, secrete chondroitin sulfate. So somehow this chondroitin sulfate is creating an unhealthy environment for worms. And because chondroitin sulfate is a really safe supplement, it's easy to give to kids. Um, we, you know, we've been recommending this for kids with chronic uh, worm infections with some really good results. So there definitely needs to be some more studies to confirm its benefits. But because it's such a safe supplement and it is supporting the white blood cells, the the particular white blood cells that are involved in worm infection called basophils. Um, it's it's taking that more systemic approach to um, addressing worm infections that the worm medication that we talked about before that's only working in the digestive tract is um, you know so so it's getting on top of more systemic infections of worms and that's you know that that's why it can be so helpful so that is something definitely to think about again if you're wanting to to try this with your child, uh, make sure you are seeking some professional advice. And as I said, we can help with that in one of our naturopathic appointments, even if it's just an express appointment to, um, you know, to talk over a few treatment options. If you didn't want to go the whole whole kit and kabang with, uh, you know, an initial and a treatment plan um, consultation, which is the, the structure that we work with consultations. So once you have treated the worms or in the process of treating worms, you also want to think about preventing worms in kids. So treating worms is the first step, but what you really want to do is prevent ongoing infections. And so I've got some tips that will help you to avoid these chronic reinfestations. Make sure kids are showering daily, especially in the morning. Now this isn't essential for every single child, but if your if your child is one of these these kids that are getting worms really regularly, then then you want to be making sure they're showering in the morning and washing around the bottom and genitals to ensure that they're getting rid of any of the eggs that have been laid overnight. Um, Because once they hatch on the outside of the body, then they are making their way back into the inside of the body. We want to be changing linen, PJs and underwear regularly and washing them in hot water is thought to be the most effective at sort of getting rid of those, um, or, you know, killing off the, off the eggs that might be in those on those clothings um, and fabrics. We want to make sure our, ch- our children's fingernails are trim to to minimize the spread of eggs from underneath the nails. Oh, this is a bugbear of me. For, for me with my 12-year-old, she's got gorgeous nails and she loves growing them long. Um, but for lots of different hygienic reasons, it's better to keep our kids' fingernails short. Um, ensure our kids are washing their hands with soap and water regularly, including when they first wake up, because it's in their sleep that they're, you know, itching around their bottom, um, and and in fact, you know, so that so those eggs are um on their on their hands. Wipe any surfaces that are regularly touched by our kids with hot water and a cloth. As I said, the eggs can live for quite a long time outside of the body. So think about things like light switches, taps, door handles, and the toilet flusher. 
And don't forget to treat the whole family, even if only one child is showing symptoms. As I said before, um, you know, some kids are symptom free. So we want to make sure we're, we're treating the whole family. One question I often get is, should we be treating for worms regularly, even if our kids aren't showing any signs and symptoms? Look, personally, I choose not to. We only treat for worms when someone has um, symptoms, but it's, you know, it, there's nothing terrible or um, there's, there's not going to be any major kind of downsides to treating your family every 18 months to two years, for example. Some people even choose to do it every 12 months because some people can be asymptomatic. Um, you know, it could potentially be a good idea. And lastly, I want to talk about some of the upsides to worm infections. This sounds very bizarre, but believe it or not, there are some benefits associated with having worms. So some research suggests that worms can be protective for the immune system, particularly for autoimmune conditions. People with worm infections have been shown in studies to be less likely to develop autoimmune conditions. Um, and I've popped some links to the research on it, on these different areas um, that I've been talking about in the podcast in the worm article that I'll link in the show notes so you can click through and, and read more um, on the research if, if you want to. So worms have also been shown to be protective against allergies and atopic conditions such as eczema, at least in the short term. Chronic worm infections can suppress immunity, but short-term infections seem to modulate or balance the immune system, which has beneficial effects when we're talking about allergies and atopic conditions. There are also some links between worm infections and the diversity of bacteria in the gut. In studies, a gut that has had a worm infection had lower diversity, but when threadworm is present, the diversity increased. After treating the threadworm infection, the gut diversity increased even more. So the more diverse, well, what if you haven't, haven't heard me say this before, the more diverse the gut bacteria, the healthier the immune system and gut. So on top of that, worms seem to emit substances that can reduce gut inflammation. One study showed that a worm infection leads to higher levels of short chain fatty acids and these protect the gut. So this does not mean we just want to leave worm infections. We want our kids to be putting up with symptoms. I'm not saying that at all. It doesn't mean that we don't need to treat worm in kids, worms in kids, but it does show that worm infections aren't maybe aren't as scary as we might think. They do have seem to have some protective um yeah, protective actions on on when it comes to our our, our kids' immune systems or our humans' immune systems as a whole. So I just wanted to add the, that really interesting information in there as well. So I hope this has been helpful. As I've said a few times through this episode, if you want some help treating your child with worms or, or recurrent worm infections, look at booking an appointment through our website. Um, if you are a Natural Super Kids Club member, we have a treating or, or a, a worms cheat sheet for you. So this is all laid out in a really easy to navigate um 
file, a PDF, and you can access that in your members portal. If you're not a Natural Super Kids Club member and you would love a place to get support and inspiration to boost the health and nutrition of your kids and also to 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 be able to navigate how to treat these common conditions and symptoms that we see in our kids, then you can hop on to the wait list and we will let you know when we next open. So in the club, we provide families with healthy recipes and meal plans and cheat sheets and masterclasses and naturopathic support um, so that you can keep your family as healthy as possible. So pop on the wait list if that sounds like something you might want to be a part of. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, and please pass this on to anyone you know that might benefit. You can send them the the link to the episode um, on our website because I know this is a common problem that a lot of families face, not just one-off worm infections but recurrent worm infections, and it can be really hard to get the help that you need. So please pass this on to anyone who you know is is struggling with this. Um, And I'd love to hear from you. If you liked this episode, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, You can find us at Natural Super Kids on Instagram. And I'd love to hear, you know, what you found interesting about this episode. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week. Before you go, don't forget about my free online on-demand masterclass, Three Simple Ways to Naturally Boost Your Kid's Immunity to Avoid a Winter Full of Sickness. I'm sharing my practical tips on ways that you can strengthen your whole family's immune system to avoid the onslaught of winter infections so your family can stay healthy and well this winter. You can sign up at naturalsuperkids.com forward slash immune.